This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. When you feel empowered, you can do great things, but sometimes life gets you down. Working with a therapist can help you to be the strongest version of yourself, no matter what life throws at you. Try it out at betterhelp.com super. Hey, brother! And happy new year, everyone! Welcome to 2023. Let's be super this year. Okay, so throughout the years, we have studied Horcruxes long and hard. We have explored the possibility that Voldemort was using the Sword of Gryffindor as his final Horcrux. We've suggested that Dumbledore made a Horcrux. An idea that actually frustrated the author herself so much that as far as I'm concerned, it prompted the entire creation of the Fantastic Beast series. May it rest in peace, maybe. But today we find ourselves on the edge of an idea that to me makes an awful lot of sense. The idea that Grindelwald, who also sought to be master of death by uniting the Deathly Hallows, might have also decided to make a Horcrux. I mean, he is after all the forerunner to Voldemort's own scheme, and he's definitely the second most powerful dark wizard of the age. Plus, if Grindelwald had one, it would help explain how Dumbledore knew so immediately when Harry showed him the diary that the diary was a Horcrux. It could even help explain why Dumbledore was so certain that Voldemort wasn't defeated after the Avada Kedavra curse backfired on him at the Potters. Because he knows someone like that is sure to have a backup plan. So today, we find out if Grindelwald ever made a Horcrux. And if so, what was it? Honestly, you guys, I'm a little ashamed of ourselves. It took us this long to wonder whether or not Grindelwald, the other darkest wizard of the age, also created one of the darkest objects there is. Because like, we know he's interested in conquering death because his whole thing is trying to unite the Deathly Hallows. You know, the Elder Wand, the Resurrection Stone, the Cloak of Invisibility. They're kind of like merit badges that when you get them all together, death himself presents you with a nice ribbon, which you'd think would be black, but surprisingly and delightfully, it's pink. That said, he's never actually handed out one of these ribbons, although Harry did get an honorable mention at last year's death convention for mastering all three, but never having possessed them all at the same time. And I mean, he was so close. He just dropped the stone in the woods like that. Death himself was on the bleachers with all the other moms like, come on, Harry! Anyway, I think this joke has gone on a little too long. Back to Grindelwald. For all intents and purposes, his mission is not that dissimilar from Voldemort's mission. I mean, there are obvious differences. Grindelwald's scope seems to encompass all of wizarding kind, and it's not so focused on like just pure bloodedness, but they're still based on the idea that wizards are the supreme beings and they need to rise up above the muggles and take their rightful place. And as we've since learned, this plan has its deepest roots in the most unlikely of places, the small town of Godric's Hollow alongside a young Albus Dumbledore. Together they would unite the Deathly Hallows, conquer death, become all powerful, and be the faces and leaders of the new regime. But it was not to be. After the three-way duel broke out between Grindelwald, Dumbledore, and Dumbledore, it all fell to ruins, and Grindelwald had to set out on this mission by himself. And unfortunately for Grindelwald, he now has the massive obstacle of Dumbledore himself, who knows many of his aspirations. But so our question is, did some of those aspirations include making a Horcrux? Because I think it almost had to. There are just so many clues pointing to it. Our first hint today comes in Half-Blood Prince when Dumbledore reveals to Harry just how quickly he identified the diary as a Horcrux. What you described to me was a phenomenon I had never witnessed. A mere memory starting to act and think for itself. A mere memory sapping the life out of the girl into whose hands it had fallen. No, something much more sinister had lived inside that book. A fragment of soul. I was almost sure of it. The diary had been a Horcrux. 
sucks. Now, weirdly, it kind of sounds like he's contradicting himself there. Like, I've never seen anything like it. I knew exactly what it was. Classic Dumbledore, am I right? All he means, though, is that he's never seen a Horcrux attempting to come back to life of its own accord. Usually they're supposed to be like hidden and well protected, but this one was so out in the open that it's what led Dumbledore to believe that Voldemort had made more. But Voldemort's not the point of the story, Grindelwald is. The bigger point I'm trying to make is the fact that Dumbledore was able to so quickly deduce exactly what the diary is suggests that it's not the first time he's come across this particular kind of dark object. In fact, the other thing suggesting that Dumbledore's come across a Horcrux before is that we know he's so fiercely against them at Hogwarts, thanks to People wouldn't like to think we've been chatting about Horcruxes. It's a banned subject at Hogwarts, you know. Dumbledore's particularly fierce about it. And we know that ends up being true. As soon as Dumbledore becomes headmaster at Hogwarts, he removes all mention of Horcruxes from the library and keeps them up in his office. But you gotta remember, that conversation with Slughorn is happening in the 1940s. Why is Dumbledore so fierce against them already. And I think the answer is because he's already dealt with one, made by the other darkest wizard of the time, Grindelwald. And Grindelwald, as a reminder, didn't actually attend Hogwarts. He went to Durmstrang, which instead of teaching defense against the dark arts, just teaches straight up dark arts. So while it might've been a banned subject at Hogwarts, it feels like Grindelwald would have had just like easy access to this information. On top of that, we also know that before Grindelwald even left Durmstrang, he was already trying to become master of death because of what Crumb tells Harry at Bill and Fleur's wedding. This is his symbol. I recognize it at once. Grindelwald carved it into a vault at Durmstrang when he was a pupil there. And in case you forgot, the symbol in question is the symbol of the Deathly Hallows. But speaking of his expulsion, we also know that he was expelled for performing experiments that were too dark even Berdurmstrang. Which like, think about that. This is a school that promotes the dark arts and he got kicked out for being too dark. Sounds like, I don't know, maybe he was practicing the darkest art. Which hey, if that rings a bell, it should because that's the title of the book that Hermione steals from Dumbledore's office that has all the information about how to make Horcruxes in it. This is the one that gives explicit instructions on how to make a Horcrux. Secrets of the darkest art. It's a horrible book. Really awful, full of evil magic. I wonder when Dumbledore removed it from the library. If he didn't do it until he was headmaster, I bet Voldemort got all the instructions he needed from here. Spot on, Hermione J. But not only does that book tell you how to make and destroy a Horcrux, it also tells you how to put your soul back together. Remorse, you've got to really feel what you've done. There's a footnote. Apparently the pain of it can destroy you. I can't see Voldemort attempting it somehow. Can you? Now, obviously Hermione is right there and Voldemort would never attempt that. But do you know what dark wizard Dumbledore says genuinely felt remorse later on in life? Grindelwald. They say he showed remorse in later years alone in his cell at Nurmengard. I hope that it is true. I would like to think he did feel the horror and shame of what he had done. Perhaps that lie to Voldemort was his attempt to make amends, to prevent Voldemort from taking the hallow. Like, doesn't it seem odd that how you mend your soul is brought up, but then it never comes to pass, but it is mentioned that Grindelwald felt specifically remorse? I mean, I guess it does give Harry the option to offer Voldemort mercy in the final showdown, but still. Ultimately, what you have is an extremely dark wizard who was expelled for doing extremely dark things, wanted to conquer death, and is mentioned to have felt remorse. Like, he definitely made a horcrux, and then maybe unmade it 
too. All right, guys, now we need to pause real quick to tell you that today's show was sponsored by BetterHelp. Guys, it's a new year, and I'm sure we're all working towards finding our best selves. Because when we are, we can do great things. But if we're being honest, life can get us bogged down, making it really difficult to be our best self. And that's where a therapist comes in, because they help you get closer to that best version of you. Personally, I've been using therapy for years now, through the lows and the highs, and I've honestly never felt personally better about myself. Not that I'm saying life is perfect or anything. Like I said, highs, lows, there's constant stressors and problems. But with the tools you learn in therapy, you're better equipped to handle those imperfections when they show up every day. I think there's this general conception that therapy is only for people who've just been through like major trauma or who are already like really depressed, but it really is for any and all of us. It is a tool to help make ourselves better a little bit every single day. And if you've ever thought about giving it a try, BetterHelp is a great option. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can help you get there. Visit betterhelp.com super today and get 10% off your first month. One more time, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com super to get 10% off your first month Link is in the description down below. But so the question is, what was it? Well, if you assume that Grindelwald chose whatever his Horcrux would be in the same way that Voldemort chose, then it would have to be some sort of super important magical artifact. Or your pet reptile, but Grindelwald kills his, so I don't think it was Antonio. Also, why was his name Antonio? Also, also, why did they give him a pet just to kill? But otherwise, there's really only one super important magical artifact that Grindelwald is associated with. The Elder Wand. Which, when you think about it, is kind of precious, isn't it? It means that Dumbledore was walking around all those years with the Elder Wand with a piece of soul of the man he used to love in it. Aww. I mean, like, I also, like, killed a ton of people, so it's not that precious. But wait! You might be saying, if Dumbledore eventually has the wand and the wand is a Horcrux, wouldn't it be, like, super dangerous for Dumbledore to use it at all? Wouldn't it like be corrupting him the same way that like the locket affected Ron and Hermione and Harry? Well, actually, I think not. And for a few reasons. For one, it's quite possible that the power of the wand itself is simply more powerful than the piece of Grindelwald's soul in there. And it's just overpowering any effect it might have on its current master. Second, as of Secrets of Dumbledore, we also know that Dumbledore was chosen by the Chillin as someone who is truly pure of heart, which is pretty similar to Harry, who, if you will recall, was actually a Horcrux himself. Like, Harry has a piece of Voldemort's soul inside him and is, like, largely unaffected by it. I mean, except for all the ways in which he is affected by it. Like, he does gain some of Voldemort's powers. He can talk to snakes and his scar burns whenever Voldemort's getting, like, extra feisty. But what I really mean is, despite having a piece of Voldemort in him, Harry's soul is so pure that Harry himself is incorruptible. And I think Dumbledore would have a similar defense. But thirdly, I don't even think it matters because unlike Voldemort, who put a ton of nasty enchantments and curses on his Horcruxes, I don't think Grindelwald did anything like that to the Elder Wand. Instead, I think Grindelwald chose a very unusual and very clever kind of protection. Dumbledore himself. If you will recall, in an interview about the life and lives of Albus Dumbledore, Rita Skeeter says, After they've read my book, people may be forced to conclude that Grindelwald simply conjured a white handkerchief from the end of his wand and came quietly. And this has always been a very odd inclusion in Deathly Hallows to me because it goes completely unresolved. Because it seems like if a legendary duel occurred, people would remember it. They would know about it. Right? But then why would Rita say this? Like, I mean, I know, yes, it is Rita Skeeter and she's not afraid to stretch the truth or even lie sometimes. But while her book does take like a negative slant at Dumbledore's life, it is still all accurate. But so then if she's right and there wasn't a duel and Grindelwald just surrendered, then why would he just surrender? I mean, he's walking into the duel with the unbeatable Elder Wand. 
right? And the answer is to give up the Elder Wand and ensure its survival by placing it in the possession of the one man he knows will never actually kill him and who will never be defeated, Albus Dumbledore. But speaking of not killing Grindelwald, it always surprises me that Grindelwald was not killed and is instead sent to prison for the rest of his life. I mean, the bar for the death sentence in the wizarding world does not seem high. I mean, in Fantastic Beasts 1, Tina is sentenced to death for, um, letting someone else lose a briefcase. Just a speech. Now, granted, it is Grindelwald himself doing the sentencing, but nobody bats an eyelash at this and they carry it out immediately without trial. Like it's just another day at work. <laughs> Heck, they even have a room outfitted with a, a, a death pool for this apparently very common workplace job. But meanwhile, Grindelwald, who murdered hundreds, if not thousands, and starts a war, no, he doesn't get the death penalty. He gets sent to prison in his own castle? Why? Answer, because he can't be killed, because he turned the Elder Wand into a Horcrux and tricked Dumbledore into protecting it for him. And I mean, hey, what's a 50 year prison stint when you're immortal, right? Just outlive Dumbledore and then break out, which is something we know he can do because we literally see him do it at the start of Fantastic Beast 2. I can see it now. He sweet talks the guard, kills off Antonio Jr., reclaims the wand and carries on with his plans. It also seems possible and even likely that Dumbledore suspected a Horcrux might be in play, even if he didn't know exactly what it was. Because while we know Dumbledore himself didn't make a Horcrux, we know that after the three-way duel, Dumbledore still seeks some way to secure his own longevity by befriending Nicholas Flamel and gaining access to the Sorcerer's Stone. Think you can wait for me to die, Grindelwald? Think again! The one thing it seems like Grindelwald didn't account for in his plans, though, was eventually actually feeling remorse over all of his crimes and undoing the Horcrux, which of course is what allows Voldemort to eventually kill him in Nurmengard. In this scene, it basically confirms that he was really remorseful too. I mean, the words he uses with Voldemort are, I welcome death, which is so important here because it is the exact opposite of Voldemort's own philosophy. Like his ultimate fear is death. Now, even with this glorious plan in place though, you might have one quandary left, which is still, does it even make sense to surrender to Dumbledore at the duel when you have the Elder Wand? Like, why go through this 50 year prison stint if you can't lose the duel in the first place? But honestly, for that, I have like so many theories. Like you may have noticed that despite being all powerful, the Elder Wand is continuously losing. And maybe that's because it actually always sides with whoever is the more powerful wizard. In fact, we made an entire video about that right here. Or maybe when Grindelwald tells Voldemort that he never had the Elder Wand, he's not lying. And what he means is that while he possessed it, he was never actually the master of it, which is why he knew he was susceptible to losing to Dumbledore. Or don't forget, Grindelwald himself is a seer. So maybe he simply saw the future and saw that, yeah, he was gonna lose. So he made an audible. Or maybe in just the vast existence of immortality, this plan just seemed foolproof. Like why risk losing and turning into like some Horcrux vapor when this will definitely work? You know, as long as some other dark wizard doesn't turn out to be even more powerful and rise to power twice before uh, Dumbledore dies. That's what happens. Point is though, all signs point to Grindelwald making a Horcrux and that that Horcrux was indeed the Elder Wand.
But one more time, guys, happy new year. If you're looking for some new stuff to try this year, did you know that me and Ben have a podcast called Popcorn Culture, where we talk about like pop culture and just sort of the everyday goings on in our lives? We have an awesome backlog if you wanna like listen back through or just start right at the beginning. I promise there is no continuity at all. There is a link to that down in the channel down below and here's a little trailer for you. Every group of teenage males just sort of has like access to fireworks in some capacity, to, right? Like, like some, 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 yeah. There, there, some. There's, there's like those ones that were like left under the couch that one time that are still there. And like, now we have them. So one day we're driving up on this mountain. And of course we have like the mortars or something. And I remember <laughs> it's happening. like, I know we were, we, it, there was, we were like, should we go light one like out on, like there's like no one near us at, at all, all at yeah. all. And yeah. it was like, we you know, like parked the car and like lit one off, like, you know, neck, like, uh, just on the road or something. And like, you know, then you have to run back and retrieve the mortar. Like, Oh my God, that was insane. Yes. And then we're driving along and I won't even name names, but we're, we're driving along and all of a sudden someone has it pointed out of the window of a movie. <laughs> vehicle. And again, there's no one nearby. We're not near any trees. It's an incredibly open area, but just, just like, like yeah, just like a field, just yeah. like a field. But it is still like all of a sudden there is a lit <laughs> mortar inside the car with the thing pointed out the window, and sure enough, just thunk out the side of our car comes I, this like huge firework. I think it was the first time I just like, ever realized because like you know, <clears throat> normally you set the tube on the ground, yeah. which is obviously obviously the safe way to do yep. it. Um, but like you never. Think Think about how much back pressure it has. Yeah, and I remember that was the thing. So like the guy who was holding it like almost broke his thumb. Yeah, like because it like kicked back so yeah. hard. It was like they're that strong. Yeah, like it's a you know it's like a two inch mortar. Like right. I guess it makes sense, but. Oh, oh man. man, that was a pretty dumb one. That was a pretty bad thing to do with fireworks. Don't shoot them out of your moving car. 